welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Good afternoon, everyone, and uh, welcome to the uh, today's episode of the Tradies Hour. We're really uh, excited to have a full panel here today, and uh, I guess uh, the exciting thing is most of us are from Melbourne and Victoria, and I know we're reaching out uh, as far as New Zealand, uh, North and South Island, and uh, Top Tail, East West Australia. So, but as Melbournians and Victorians, it's uh, it's truly amazing to hear. Daniel Andrews talk about uh, the roadmap out and uh, ultimately it's no locker, no longer a lockdown, it's now a lockout. I mean, I just, uh, I heard that yesterday when he shared that and it just, uh, it, <laughs> it sounded pretty funny coming from uh, good old Mr. Andrews. It was uh, no doubt power to him and his leadership and whatever he's doing there. I wouldn't do that if you paid me 15 million bucks an hour. But uh, in saying that, today's um, guest, we've got some amazing guests here today. Uh, we've got Sean and Joe from SJ Carpentry, uh, two seasons on the block and uh, a phenomenal client of Business Benchmark Group. We've got James Denton, a, a huge influencer, huge influencer at uh, Carpentry Australia who manage, in all fairness, uh, 8,500 members across Australia uh, as it relates to all things carpentry. So really looking forward to unpacking the, uh, the how we're dealing with material and skill and, and, and sometimes even, you know, healthy brain I guess shortage as it relates to the drama of a, a swelling construction and, uh, and, uh, and and property boom in Australia. How's the carpentry gang going out there? And um, Brendan Dover, a resident um, at the Tradies Hour from uh, the Drayman, the phenomenal Drayman who continues to redefine what the edge actually looks like. So good to have you here, Brendan. Good afternoon, mate. And uh, Matt from Motosign. Uh, we, we yeah, back from by popular demand, uh, Matt, who uh, truly turns a thousand dollars on your vehicle into a five ten year investment that uh, continues to bring A grade clients to you. So, looking forward to having a really good chat here this afternoon. I'm going to start with you, James, because you know when we think about carpentry and we think about um, property and we think about construction and it's booming. My God, it's booming. Regardless of how many lockdowns and stopdowns across the country, there's one thing for sure. The schedule is a schedule. Demand is high. Money in the market is high. So everyone needs um, a piece of carpentry when the proper, pro- property and construction boom is going. How are you guys finding it? I mean, what, what are you seeing, James, as it relates to some of the challenges and or, I guess, opportunities if you're a reasonable carpentry-based uh, business? Yeah, well, firstly, uh, thanks for having me. Um, secondly, a big credit to all the carpenters out there that um, through an array of uh, many obstacles and restrictions, um, they just keep fronting up, showing up, working um, and getting the job done. Um, when COVID started, you know, two years ago, 12 months ago, no one knew what it would do to the property market. There was a bit of worry. Um, but yeah, the supply is high um, and yeah, demand is high. So it's keeping the guys really busy. Um, and yeah, credit to them for doing the work. Um, the shortage in timber, which is, I don't know if it's a shortage, it's probably more than just there's such a high demand means we're running out of supplies. Um, so we work with our sponsors um, like Hind Timber to make sure the timber's available. Um, but yeah, it's uh, whatever you can find. I know the guys from SJ would know 
um, wherever you can get it, you'll get it um, and get it going. But um, yeah, just a credit to all the carpenters that keep pushing through all the restrictions. And uh, yeah, we're working hard to keep everyone updated and make sure everyone's doing the right thing so we can keep the industry open and working. And, and, and that leads us uh, beautifully into uh, Sean, who doesn't look like he's uh, a little stuck like Joey's on the screen there. But uh, <laughs> Sean, from your perspective, you know, when it comes to supply, and you guys are booming at the moment, your work in progress is how far into the future, how, how far ahead are you booked out and you've got a reasonable gang of 15 or, or so on the team there, so you're not a small sort of carpentry gang. How are you dealing with, um, again, ensuring the materials there when you need it to be there? Yeah, you've, you've honestly just got to plan jobs 12 to 16 weeks ahead now. It's ridiculous, you know, just to get roof trusses made is it. Is that twelve to sixteen week turnaround? So it's probably made us more organised, to be honest. But and probably made probably a lot more. Yeah, 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 it's done that. I saw your bank yeah, account man. the other day. I think there's more than just probably. I think it's uh, organised is the key word, Sean. And both you and Joe have certainly um, over the last year or so definitely gotten more organised, and you need to be right. You can miss one week a conversation with your supplier, and 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 a job that's coming in 10, 12 weeks' time, you'll miss out on your share of that container or uh, or stockpile that's coming in for them. So you've got to be on the front end. And when we talk about suppliers, and I say partnerships, when you think about your suppliers, are they partners to your business or are they suppliers to your business? Yeah, I think that's what we've, yeah, we've started to focus on. You've just got to develop those relationships now and because that's who they're looking after. They are. They're looking after their loyal customers. Um, so some some people won't even deal with you, to be honest, because you haven't been a customer for you know more than a year or something. So, which which is fair and reasonable, right? I mean, relationships yeah. are not there to uh, to be used and abused. Relationships are there, you know, what goes around comes around. So that's a really and it's and it's one of those things we learn. Well, I I did anyway. I learned that very early in business. Who are my suppliers? And sometimes you're going to win, sometimes you won't win, but we're in it together. And therefore, communication and understanding of each other is really important. And I'm sure we'll hear from um, Brendan and Matt in a moment in their industries, in their trades, and uh, and how important it is to have suppliers that are reliable. But also, you know, having customers that are not um, you're not breaking promises to. So, from your perspective, Joe, um, as it relates to you know customers and and suppliers, what is it that you can control for S and J Carpentry that ensures that you know, we're always going to turn up and do the schedule, do the work, regardless of how busy or not busy we are. Well, I think in respect to suppliers, um, I sort of just delved on there. Relationship is a huge thing. We struggled at the start with um, doing supplier material. It wasn't something we we originally did. Um, so we sort of started doing that during COVID and that we, we battled quite hard to to just get that foot in the door with, with big supply chains to be able to provide um provide that service to our customers so um yeah it is the relationship you can build with your supplier is is such a huge thing because you like sean said you know you're not on their radar you're not going to get a look in at the moment when times are tough they look after who they essentially who they like who they know so um yeah that's one thing i could definitely um advocate for is just that constant building of that relationship with your supply chain so you can deliver to your customers you can't can't get material, you can't build a house. And should your suppliers be the cheapest? Oh no. Or the no, most reliable. No. 
yeah. when we think about supplies, Definitely. and this is for everyone in the room, right? When we think about supply and reliability and quality, should they be the cheapest? Anyone? No. no. No, not. I mean, Brendan, you're it, laughing. Why are you laughing, mate? <laughs> friend from the Dray Man. Should our suppliers be the cheapest and unreliable? Uh, certainly not unreliable, but you're always hunting for the best deal you can get. And, and and you know, membership has its privileges, and we've got James here who runs a an association which is membership driven, but it's about getting to know each other. It's about a marriage, right? You know, a marriage has that give and take element too. And successful marriages, I guess, um, if you speak to people who have successful marriages, it is about give and take and knowing your place in the relationship, right? And uh, I'm not going to say much more about that marriage, but I will say that the importance, the importance of, um, you know, listening, the importance of communication. But what about team? What about team? Like, you know, no two ways about it, James, you'd be getting every second phone call would be, geez, we're three carpenters short, can you help us find people? And um, how, how is it that we're finding team right now, hiring or, or recruiting A-graders? Like S&J Carpentry, they've, um, they've put on an additional five people, five new people, five A-grade new people on their team in the last um, eight months. Brendan, I know you've uh, continued to hire and hire at a high yeah. level in your business. Matt, you're currently hiring and, and successfully hiring in your business. How do we go about finding and recruiting in a very tight labour market um, particularly the carpentry, I mean, plumbers, carpentry, electricians, those trades are really, really tight right now when it comes to A-graders. How are you, let's start with the S&J boys. How are you guys attracting um, good talent, A-grade talent? Oh, look, we're just finding new ways to offer offer them a good deal essentially and, and offer them a culture that they want to be a part of. Um, I think a lot of carpenters want to learn more and they want to see somewhere they can progress as, in terms of a company and somewhere they can move forward, you know what I mean? And we offer that, you know, smaller carpentry groups don't because there's no bunch of the qualified that's sort of the top. Whereas in we've got, you know, site supervisors or we've got these leading hand roles that we're sort of offering some carpenters now and we're able to pull them over for that reason. So. And Brendan, over your journey over the last 10 years in building what is right now a, you know, as, as the operational side would, would suggest, very, you know, you've you got levels and you've got people growing into careers and, and moving their opportunity. And if you're a plumber out there looking for a great job in, in Victoria or Melbourne, reach out to the Drayman. They're hiring right now. But um, how have you designed the business that ensures people have got journey and, and they grow. They grow as the business grows. There's no glass ceiling as it relates to leadership in your business. Oh, well, you got to, first of all, we, we're trawling the marketplace uh, 365 days a year, always looking for, um, for new stuff uh, because we're growing. Uh, you've got to offer a great rate of pay, which is not always easy. It's, um, if anybody tries to tell you that that's not high on the list and they're bullshitting you, um, then they've got to enjoy the work. That's, I think that's really, really important. Um, I'd imagine there's, well, for us, there's a lot of plumbers who don't like clearing drains, surprisingly. Uh, it is a shitty job. Um, so you've got to find the blokes who really get a satisfaction out of clearing drains and then relining is not easy and it can do your head in if you're 
if you're no good at it and you don't follow a procedure. Uh, and so um, you've got to find all of those elements, but you've got to be really clear with people too. You know, rules of the game, onboard them the same way, induct them into the way that we want it done and then train, 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 train until they either conform or they pick off one of the two. Uh, there's, there's not too many options um, because folks naturally, they've been doing it for decades, longer than I've been a plumber. They want to do things their own way. Um, it can't happen. It just can't happen. You've got to, you've got to have blokes who want to play as a team uh, or girls. We've found um, the girls are probably our best staff right now, to be honest. Um, really, really careful. Uh, they look after the gear um, and they're productive. So, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're a plumber out there and you're a girl, then we've got options for you, no doubt about that. Uh, because I think that's the other thing that's changed a bit is there are there's the other the other gender that traditionally in trades it was always blokes and I don't think that's the case anymore so we're hoping that more and more girls turn up on our doorstep as time goes on well yeah no we're seeing a massive uh, growth in uh, in in, in female-led uh, trade-based businesses across all trades and it's uh it's quite remarkable. The last three to four years has been a massive trend there, and and it's not like it's it hasn't been there, but it's a lot more obvious. You know the uh, the the inclusion element holistically that we're living in has definitely afforded uh, um, that opportunity to grow, and it should definitely grow. Um, James, from your perspective, what are you um, what are you typically you know at a carpentry Australia level? What are you receiving as you know? Hey, can you help me with this? And, and what does membership at Carpentry Australia actually look like? What does, yeah. what does a carpentry business actually get as it relates to uh, being a member of Carpentry Australia? Sure. Um, I'll touch on the first part about the networking and the finding work. So we have definitely seen an uptake of uh, members coming to us and saying we want to find more quality carpenters. Um, and one really good thing about joining Carpentry Australia is you join a network um, which then connects you to other members. Um, so we can quickly connect someone like an SJ Carpentry to members that are looking for work. So we might have a smaller team that isn't finding enough work and then they're willing to go and work for a bigger team like an SJ Carpentry or some of our champions of industry. Um, everyone that we sort of advertise to join or we're moving on as a member, um, you can know their quality checked. Um, so we do a qualification check to make sure that people have their certificate three in carpentry. Um, we then help them with domestic builders registrations in unlimited carpentry. Um, so that's separate again with the training. Um, but you know when you're getting a carpenter through us that they've been checked and they're actually qualified because uh, the amount of guys we've spoken to and they say, I've been working 15 years, I haven't had to show my Cert 3 ever, um, shows how easily it is for people to put carpenter on the side of their truck, go out and start building decks and frames. Um, so Carpentry Australia, run by carpenters, we're trying to push that um, the guys with the quality um, and the qualifications are the ones getting the work. Um, so there's people not out in the market undercutting without the qualifications. Um, that's one part. So join a network, help get in, grow your team or find work if need be, same for apprentices. Um, but then other benefits include um, networking with sponsors. So you get discounted insurance with IMR Insurance. Um, you get um, access to Milwaukee Tools. Um, we have partners like MotoSign who will help wrap your car. Um, so you yeah, had little things and it shows the networking. So um, 
Matt um, teamed up with us and wrapped our vehicle three years ago. And now um, every second carpentered car we see, um, they're going through um, MotoSign. So that network um, shows. And so we team up with quality people um, and we use that. Um, and then same, um, you get discounted workwear, um, discounted fuel um, through EG Australia. Um, so you, a number of discounts. Um, we'll keep your industry updated. So we just sent an update to Victoria about the opening up on Thursday. Um, we sent out an update to the whole of Australia today about the uh, asbestos found in some of the borrel materials. So people don't know all of this stuff. Um, so by being a member, you don't have to be searching the internet. You're getting these updates every single day um, and we do that for you. So we got people on the back end doing the research. So as a member, you can have peace of mind that if there's something um, happening in your industry, you'll be updated. Um, then there's job leads. Um, so if people want carpenters, they come to us, submit the job lead. We then send it to our members. So then we know our members are the ones doing the work, um, which helps people with their um, workflow. Um, so yeah, there's other member benefits and happy to ever take a phone call if people want to ring and have a chat. Um, but there are a few of the main benefits. Um, but in general, um, we were started by a carpenter to support the industry. Um, so by joining the network, you are supporting your industry and that's the best thing about it. Mate, well done, mate. Nice, nice, um, nice little wrap there. And um, and to me, it's yeah. You know, every decent um, business and or trade should be belong to an association. You have to. It's part of a business. I mean, and if you think about the investment, you'd be mad if you didn't. I mean, yeah. if you just listened to that and you didn't need to call on it ever, to know that if you did, it's there is just enough to to uh, certainly invest and and do what you got to do. So. Nice wrap there. And as it relates to uh, Matt and, 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 again, the work you do, and and, I, and it was only by chance I found out that Sean and Joe actually got their vehicles at S&J uh, uh, um, wrapped by you, which means uh, their, their signage and their car, uh, particularly now two seasons in at the uh, at the block, we, we see it at the front there occasionally. And, 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 Sean, you need to smile with a bit of a twinkle, mate. I mean, you just need to, <laughs> need to be a bit more happy about the work you're doing on that show, mate. We won't speak about Jay because Joe's at the uh, he's carrying the timber and we don't get to see his face as often. But no. um, but Matt, with what you do and, and helping businesses like um, S and J and 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 sign writing their vehicles, um, tell us how that goes. How did Sean and Joe actually knock on your door and then it became a relationship? How did that happen? Yeah. Well, firstly, um, I just want to address. Uh, James and want to ask if was there a snap lock down halfway through your haircut? <laughs> Appreciate it, man. My wife will be upset. We're in lockdown. We, uh, we've had to. Uh... Oh, yeah. All right, come on, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I got my wife to do a bit of a trim with my beard trimmer, just so I didn't look like. Okay, I this is a great moment for, for, for uh, 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 this is a great moment for a commercial break. So we're at the tradies hour. Where uh, we, we any, anyone who has any questions other than hairdressing questions, please submit your uh, questions in. We're live, and we're uh, we're asking Matt other than hairdressing questions. Matt, how is it that Matt, um, Sean, and Joe? realistically are driving down uh, the highway. They see you, they drop in, they get their stuff done and uh, they're a regular client of yours. How does that happen while cats are going yeah, through the screen? That's right. So, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, look, they've obviously, um, they've got onto us through either their connection with Carpentry Australia, probably uh, backed up by the work that they've seen us do um, on Instagram, um, things like that. But, yeah, they've, they've come to see us. They need 
you know, what we call a badass design. They've, you know, these guys already had their logo. Um, we've, I think we had to redraw it for them and our designers came up with, you know, what ostensibly is really a, a promoting machine for them. And, you know, when they're on site, whether that be on the block or, you know, out and about on residential stuff, well, there's no other way someone's going to know that they're the ones working except for what's on their car. And, you know, that that just, you know, puts cred to their business. Like, you know, they would probably testify that if neighbours are seeing them work on stuff, they'd often get approached and say, hey, I've got a job for you to do as well and things like that. So it's, you know, from our perspective, we think it's just a really you know, good way to help grow a business for them. And, you know, our relationship with guys like S&J or SJ, um, you know, as they grow, we grow because they keep coming up with more cars. Okay, so there's never a day or a week that goes by. And, and again, we, we, we truly focus a business benchmark group on trades and construction and, and the 80 or so trades that make that, that um, thing happen. So when we think about building, you know, most of us get held back when we own or lead or are growing a business. The thing that kills us more than anything, and it's greater than cash flow being negative, is a thing called team. So I want to talk about high-performance teams. We spoke about what it takes to attract good people, onboard them is what Brendan shared earlier and allow them to grow or be deselected. That's definitely got to be the uh, the, 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 the the culture that we're growing in our business. But as it relates to everyone, I want to come around the room, high-performance team, Matt. How, how is that you're growing as best you can leading, not overnight? How are you growing a high-performance team at uh, Tradie Wrap? Yeah, so, you know, our team, you know, is Tradie Wraps. You know, it's the most important part of the business because without those guys, you know, right on board with what we're doing, um, you know, we're nothing. So, you know, we've got all young guys. They've been locked up for months, you know, haven't been able to go to the pub, things like that. So culture for me is just so important that those guys feel like they're part of something. We are their social outlet. So, you know, we've just focused a lot on helping them to, you know, encouraging like the friendship, the bit of lighthearted banter, you know, is a little bit more tolerated, you know, at these times than what it would have been. But when it comes down to, you know, really getting performance, you know, we've, we have a lot of measuring tools and we put it in a fun way, like mini games, you know, at the moment we're playing a game, which has a reward attached to a performance measure called lemons in the bucket. So basically it's all about getting more squeeze from the lemon um, and, you know, if we have a job that has no, like, rework, nothing that we have to redo during the whole process, um, we get to put a lemon in the bucket. And if we have to reprint, rework something, there's a rotten lemon that gets to sit next to the bucket. Oh. So we've got percentage targets um, and, say, October's the first month, we've got a a percentage that we're trying to reach and then it gets tighter and tighter as the months go and the rewards not that not that they have to be huge but the rewards which you know in october if we hit our target you're getting a bottle of honey like homegrown honey right and then there'll be something else and something else as 
as it gets tighter. And the guys are just loving to get into that team huddle every morning, you know, most of the time doing the walk of pride, sometimes doing the walk of shame to stick that bad lemon up. But I love you know, it. they come in wanting to do it. I don't have to beg them to do it. They want to do it. They want to see how we went. So mini games, get creative, back them in, build culture of inclusion, yep. explain to them the impact of reworks and or not in that situation and let's go and yes. play. And, and a bit yep. of fun, you know, a rotten, a rotten lemon, a good lemon. So I love that. Brendan, from your perspective, and again, you know, the drain man's a, uh, when you think about small business and small business growth and, and what's possible if you get out of the way, and, and you think about you who, who did a lot of heavy lifting in the early days and right now, you know, you have greater and better team than you doing most of the heavy lifting and your job is to enrol, engage and uh, allow future leaders to grow. What, when I talk about high-performance um, teams, and we don't have two days here, mate, right? Because I know you and I can go on a huge riff on this, and it's huge. <laughs> when I talk about high-performance teams to you, what do you say? Uh, you've got to look at managing your people. You've got to understand them. Um, and then you've got to put mechanisms in place to teach them the way that you want the work done and the way they engage with the customer. We have a pretty heavy focus on our, on our business to consumer. Um, and our biggest customer, which is Yarra Valley Water, uh, has an even bigger focus on their customer. And we're representing them and their brand as well as our own. And it's quite interesting how the two are aligned. Um, and it hasn't been that hard to, to, to do really. Um, it's taken time. You've got to be persistent. You've just got to stick to your guns. And every time you lose one that keeps putting rotten lemons next to the next to the, the good bin of lemons, you need to get rid of them uh, because they'll just tear the rest of the team down. So it's pretty important to, um, to identify and, and what the rules of the game are and then stick by it and be be relentless in the pursuit of that because if you don't if you're not relentless it just goes pear-shaped it just there's no leadership there's no there's no rules of the game you can't you can't expect an outcome uh if you've got people running all over the place doing whatever they want yeah no well said uh, Joe, from your perspective, how are you at this early stage and the and, and, and the early phase of growing team right now for you and Sean at S&J Carpentry? How are you guys going about? You know, we heard a little earlier how to attract them. How do you now keep them and grow them? You know, a high-performance team, a team that's got some real clarity about standards. How are you doing that? Well, I think... Um... Like Matt said, a little bit of like healthy competition with the your lemon game. It's, that sort of stuff's fantastic. A lot of the boys, we are a very competitive bunch. So me and Sean quite deliberately every now and then get in a bit of the psychology and, you know, sort of stir stir each side up and say, these boys are here. You boys, you know, catch up here and set little standards. The odd slab of beer as a wager goes, goes quite a long way. Um, but I think the big thing too is just setting the setting the standard yourself. So like just getting out on a site for a day, just doing doing exactly the job how you want it done with the boys 
there showing them you know how you you want your we want the company presented um and just so they've got that clear example of you know from straight from the top this is this is what we do this is how we rock up we rock up 10 minutes early we rock up well presented we rock up with all our tools out we're not it's not waiting at seven o'clock to go get our nail bags out with nail bags out at seven we've had our coffee and um there's there's noise happening at seven o'clock on the dot and you know we're, we're making money that that sort of um lead by example type thing i i think at at the stage we're at where we're still still on sites um not full time but you know we're we're here and there is uh, the biggest way we can really get across to the boys is um just that yeah lead by example and, and no, they would love that, no doubt. Not because you're showing you, you, you work hard on them, but you're prepared to uh, be at their level. Exactly I think that's right, yeah. um, huge at the level that you, yeah, the phase that you're in right now. And, and if you continue to grow for your future leaders, as Brendan would attest um, and, 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 and in his journey, um, yeah, the next one to two years for you guys is absolutely gold. And there's no lack of opportunity. And, uh, you'll only be held back by whatever is perceivably your glass ceiling. Sean, do you have anything to add to that unbelievable uh, sharing there by your partner, Joe? Yeah, yeah, not much. It really, it's the main focus for us in the next six months would just be to train those, similar to what Brennan said, train, train, train those leaders. You know what I mean? Every, every crew has a leader and then train them to what we want and they should therefore set the standards throughout, which that's that high performance. Mate, beautiful. And, and, you know, when you have a waiting list of um, A-grade customers and you have a waiting list of A-grade team wanting to join you at all levels, you know you're somehow moving the needle forward as a business that's just bigger than you. And, guys, in all seriousness, you could be the best carpenter in the business or you could be the best owner of a carpentry business. You make a decision and it's always yours. James, from your perspective, I've just got a question that's coming directly to me. How do we stay focused on what we can control? I mean, if you think about the last two years and all the drama, and I'm going to come around the whole room now, right? And um, we'll finish off on this. James, at Carpentry Australia, how do you stay focused on what you can control? Uh, I think for us, because uh, we've been a member of business, um, we stay focused to be a support network for everybody. Um, as you said, people join up. Um, often to get support. Um, so it's times like this that they really need that support. So that's when we need to step up and provide it. Um, and it might be for, you know, in better times, they don't need to lean on us as much. Um, but if we've been, them for, been there for them and helped them through this, um, then they'll stick around. Um, and that's why we want to keep helping them. Um, and the more we help guys, um, they're going to go to a site and say, oh, I knew I had to wear a mask. I knew my apprentice had to do this, this and this. Um, and then the people that have no idea any of those rules will probably start to sign up and say, okay, well, we had no idea what we are doing this morning. The carpentry team next to us from Carpentry Australia knew exactly what was happening. Um, we better sign up and, uh, you know, set the standard. I'll follow the standard that's been set by the current members. Um, so, yeah, that's probably it. Be the standard. That's it. Matt, um, how do you stay focused on what you can control? 30 seconds. Let's go. Yep. I don't watch the news and I just put my head down and just, just work it at growing our business. I mean, that's that's what we're there to do and we just keep churning away at that stuff. Yeah, well done, mate. Excellent. Sean, how do you stay focused on what you can control? Yeah, look, we just don't procrastinate on things and just adapt and keep moving, really. There's no point. 
And in fairness, you know, two weeks ago we were asked to, to, to be in lockdown as it relates to trades and construction in Victoria, and then there's other versions of that throughout the country. Now, you can either focus on what happens in two weeks that you've been asked to lock down, or how does this next two weeks play out over the next 20 weeks, right? So what can you can control? I can't control a lockdown, but I can control the phone and quotes register and relationship building and the next supply that I want to treat and grow as a partner. Joe. How do you stay focused on what you can control? You pretty much nailed it there. Not thinking about stuff I can't control helps me stay focused. It's not what I can. You sort of, you know, procrastinate and think about things that are out of your control, COVID and whatever else it is in the in your life, whatever half the crap is on the news. Great thing not to watch, I find. Um, is yeah, it, it's 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 a lot easier because you just don't have all that crap going on and you can just stay tunnel vision on what you need to and what you actually can control. Beautiful. And finally, Brendan, how do you stay focused on what you can control? Uh, well, I think you've, you've got to be agile um, and you've got to be planning all the time. Uh, developing a plan is great, but the plan will change. And so if you're planning constantly, you'll be, remain agile. Uh, the business has got to be agile. Uh, and look, you've got to listen to your staff, but I'll listen to my customers a fair bit too. Nice, beautiful. And with that, thank you for uh, the Tradies Hour and the sharing. Matt from Motosign, Sean and Joe from SJ Carpentry, Brendan Dover from The Drayman, and James Denton from Carpentry Australia. Thank you for your time here this afternoon. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe, and uh, may this week be the week that you absolutely nail it. Thank you, everybody. The Tradies Hour. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.